0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Slice Wrestling Radio Royal Rumble review podcast episode. Today, we're going to go over all the action from the 2024 Royal Rumble. We are officially on the road to WrestleMania. It's a very exciting time to be wrestling fans, Um, the casuals, the hardcore. I mean, this is the time of year where everyone tunes in, locks in, and is ready for all the action. So... Let's get into the details and the news coming out of the 2024 Royal Rumble. Um, Personally, to me, honestly, um, I know that the crowd in Florida, um, which is usually a good crowd, for whatever reason, um, just didn't bring that top-notch energy that you're accustomed to seeing at the Royal Rumble, and I think that kind of swayed the momentum of the premium live event. Um, Overall, I mean, if I had to grade it, A, B, and C, I would give it a B. I think it was solid. Um, I think the people who were meant to win won. The right people won. And I think that there was a little bit of everything there for um, the men's, you know, fans for men's wrestling, fans for female wrestling. Um, I just think overall it was a decent show. Um, I think there were better Royal Rumbles in the past. I believe last year's Royal Rumble outperformed this year. Uh, but let's get into some of the headlines coming out of this Royal Rumble. So first off, one of the main, main things was obviously the, um, the overshadow of the Vincent Kennedy McMahon uh, allegations that have been swirling this week. Um, we mentioned this in our sl- exclusive Slice Wrestling Red Redbook uh, radio episode this week. Uh, details on that. So, subscribe to the Redbook if you want to find out more of the situation and what's going on. But basically, in essence, um, you know, WWE had to, you know, the show must go on. WWE had to continue with their regularly scheduled uh, events. Uh, With this Royal Rumble, and they have to move forward Um, now. With the press conference, in 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 relation to the press conference that was after the Royal Rumble, um, usually in the past when there were situations happening in WWE, um, you know, the people, the media outlets there would never ask the hard hitting questions. Usually they will stick to the event, um, the matches, uh, the superstars, the winners, the losers, what have you. Uh, But not this time. Um, There were some media outlets that actually did ask Triple H and Cody Rhodes about the uh, sexual allegations and the lawsuit. Um, And you can kind of sense the awkwardness uh, that came into the room. Um, Again, usually it's like wwe is in like this bubble so to speak and everything outside in the real world um, doesn't exist and it's just whatever happens in the wwe universe Um, i think going forward with the way endeavor wants to basically start with a clean slate um, that's not the case anymore i mean these things are being addressed people are being removed um there's a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered in the coming weeks. Uh, I don't think this is over just because Vince McMahon was resigned or told to resign. Um, and when Cody Rhodes first came out for the press conference after the Royal Rumble, uh, this question came out and he basically said that um, it is a big time in wrestling and that in essence he is the, uh, he feels very fortunate to be the quarterback, so to speak, to play the quarterback position for WWE right now in terms of this boom period. Um, And he thinks that the right things must be done uh, for WWE moving forward. Um, Bailey was also out there. I don't think she was asked any of these questions. Uh, But then at the end, the last person to get up for the press conference was uh, Triple H. Um, And he basically expressed how this week was a great week for WWE. Um, the announcements in terms of Raw going to Netflix and The Rock joining the board of directors for TKO and he basically was confronted with uh, numerous questions about these Vincent Kennedy McMahon allegations and he basically um, avoided them. Um, Maybe it is that since this this is a legal situation there's just some things he can't talk about but you know, they asked him if he, if he read the lawsuit, which is on a PDF file all over the internet. I have read the lawsuit. Um, I'm pretty sure some of you listening to this episode have read the lawsuit. Um, there's people out there, I know I have friends in, in, uh, in other news media um, fields, and they, read the, and they read the lawsuit. So you don't have to be a wrestling fan to know what's going on in the news of the world. News is news, no matter what. Um, and I just feel like uh, maybe he wasn't prepared for the question. Again, WWE has always lived in their own like little bubble, and when these events come into town, it's like whatever's happening in the, in the real world or whatever's going on in the real world really doesn't. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say it doesn't mean anything, but it's like it doesn't apply to them. It's like whatever is going on in the WWE universe that seems to be the only thing that has ever been discussed. And this is a different situation now with these allegations because these are serious allegations. Uh, Probably the most important man in professional wrestling for the past 40 some some years um, was forced to resign, and that is Triple H's, in essence, his uh, father-in-law. And I just seemed it it just seemed like Triple H really, really uh, was never accustomed. To be in this type of situation and to, to be in this type of hot seat, and he deflected, didn't want to talk about it. Said, I just want I don't want to be bogged down with the negative. He kept using that term. I don't want to be bogged down. I don't want to be bogged down. Let's focus on the positives. You know, we got a big deal with Netflix. You know, The Rock is on the board of directors. Um, I, I I believe someone someone from a media outlet, whether it was ESPN or another one, I don't recall, but they said, well, what? you know, what protocols are being put in place so, like, that this doesn't happen again. So, you know, not just female employees of WWE and TKO and Endeavor can feel safe, but all employees. You know, what protocols, what steps are being taken, what action is being taken um, now, now that all this has been made public, what things are being done to protect the employees of this company? And... Triple H basically said anything and everything. That, to me, really isn't a good response in this, uh, in this situation. Me, personally, I believe that he should have came out to address the elephant in the room um, immediately when he came out. You know, I would have said something along the lines, well, we are very aware of the allegations and these type of things, and we are, you know doing an internal investigation and looking into it and what have you and you know these protocols are being put in put in place so this will never occur again. You know, anything would have been better, I guess, than how it was handled. And I and again, I just don't think WWE has ever been uh, ha- has never had to deal with this type of situation where it's um so vivid and where everyone is so aware of what has happened uh, to the victim, which I'm not going to mention her name, but everyone is so aware of the allegations against Vince McMahon. Everyone's aware of the text messages that is in that PDF file, that, 70, that 70-something page PDF file. And these are horrific things. These are, these are real things that happened under Vince McMahon and in that company with John Laurinaitis. And, you know, there, there is basically... Redacted names in this documents, and they just go by, you know, WWE corporate officer number one, WWE corporate officer number two. Uh, there was a mention of a former UFC heavyweight champion, which, why, which is why Brock Lesnar didn't attend um, the, the 2024 Royal Rumble because of the bad publicity and WWE and Endeavor didn't, made the call. Uh, Nick Khan made the call not to have him appear because they just don't want anyone there anymore who has done something in the past, maybe done something in the past, um, or is, you know, a potential um, liability to endeavor in TKO and WWE moving forward. So this was something I went into detail in the Slice Wrestling Red Book um, radio uh, episode this week um, that dropped uh, yesterday. If you sign up to our Red Book, you can listen to that episode. So that was the press conference. After, um, I just wanted to start off this episode with that because it's very important. And I know some of you who have watched WWE for many many years um, may have these concerns, may may be wondering what is happening with this. Um, you know, it's just like anything else. If something's going on. With a company or a public figure or a person or a celebrity or whatever, and you know these things type of things come out. you may be cautious about who you support and who you buy tickets to go see or who you buy merchandise from, um, or you may be cautious furthermore with your children um, and who they support and who you know what type of content they consume so that's where the press conference was at. Um, he, Triple H also did mention that this was the biggest WWE event uh, in terms of gate earnings um, ever in the history of WWE. So this Royal Rumble was very successful. Um, correction, he said that this was the biggest event gate in WWE history that was a non-WrestleMania. So, in essence, for any event that's not a WrestleMania event, this was one of the biggest, this was the biggest uh, event in earnings. So, it was very successful. Um, Again, the right people won. Um, You know, you had this kind of um, overshadow hanging around the event, uh, around the event. Um, A lot of people had questions, and that's where we were at with um, with that press conference. So let's move on here in terms of everything else that happened at the event. The other big stories coming out of the Royal Rumble, the 2024 Royal Rumble, was Cody Rhodes winning the men's 2024 Royal Rumble match and Bailey winning the women's 2024 Royal Rumble match. Um, It was very well done. I think the men's Royal Rumble match was... Superior to the women's, I believe there was uh, quite a few botches that I saw in the women's uh, match. Uh, But I felt like there were better um, guest appearances, surprises, debuts in the women's match than the men's. I felt like the men's basically just had, um, I think it was Andre and uh, Pat McAfee really were like the surprises there. Uh, I felt like the women's had more of the surprises and returns uh, which is what the Royal Rumble is all about. I mean, people tune in for over 30 years to watch this annual Royal Rumble event because they want to see who are the big stars overturns, or surprises. Okay, so in terms of re- uh, returns and debuts, we had dropped numerous uh, spoilers this week on the Slice Wrestling Red Book. Um, the biggest one to me that I saw uh, was Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill had a explosive impact in the WWE uh, universe. Um, In many ways, she was a surprise. This was like her official uh, debut. Um, She had been on screen uh, when she first signed with WWE last year. Um, She had some, you know, basically very passive and short on-screen cameos where she, you know would walk backstage or arrive at an arena, meet with Triple H, things of that nature. Um, I believe she had a face-to-face with Charlotte one time that was like literally like three seconds long or something like that. So it was nice to see Jade Cargill uh, officially debut. Um, she had a huge spot where she picked up Nia Jax, slammed her, uh, and eliminated Nia Jax. Um, and it just seems like, again, our, our report was spot on. Uh, how they're going to handle and book Jade Cargill. Uh, there are plans for her in place. There are opponents for her in place. Uh, there are things that they want to do with Jade Cargill to make sure they get uh, and they harness her her look, her character. Um, and, you know, she's going to be fine as long as she puts the work in. Um, the WWE officials there support her and want to develop her and make her into a huge star. Um, Naomi returned to WWE. She was uh, previously in Impact. She was the Impact Knockouts Champion. Uh, she returned, officially returned. That was another report that we had on the Red Book uh, this week. And also Andre uh, returned to WWE. Um, Jordan Grace, the current Impact Knockouts Champion, uh, made a surprise surprise appearance in the 2024 Women's Royal Rumble. She was actually wearing the Impact uh, Knockouts Championship belt. Um, Pat McAfee made a surprise return to commentary and was one of the entrants in the 2024 Men's Wear Rumble. Uh, He eliminated himself because um, he saw uh, Gunther and um, Braun Breaker in the ring going at it and he didn't want no piece of them. Liv Morgan returned after some time and Omas also made an appearance in the uh, 2024 men's World Rumble. As far as NXT stars, it was very easy this year for WWE to, uh, logistics-wise, it was very easy for WWE to get some uh, NXT stars in this year's 2024 Royal Rumble due to the Royal Rumble being in Tampa, Florida, and also NXT being based in Florida. Uh, Braun Breaker had a fantastic showing in the 2024 men's world rumble he is definitely one to keep an eye on uh carmelo hayes also uh made an appearance in the 2024 royal rumble and tiffany stratton made an appearance in the women's world rumble now there were a few uh really cool cosplays that i saw that's one of the parts of these big events is to see these wrestlers and um and come out with different kind of ring gear and costumes and cosplays, Uh, you know, whether they're fans of something or they get influenced by something. I just think it's really cool to see them express themselves um, and be creative with their uh, entrance and ring gear. Uh, You had Liv Liv Morgan that had cosplayed as Christina Aguilera. Uh, Selena Vega had cost. She came out with like this really cool uh, Anime cosplay, I believe, it's like this multiple different cyborg wings that she had on. Um, That is from Gundam Siege uh, Strike Freedom. And then Shayna Baszler came out with a uh, World of Warcraft Blood Angel uh, ring gear. Now, in terms of the uh, matches itself, um, again, I think the men's Royal Rumble was uh, superior. I think they was just better wrestling in that um, in that match, and um, for the basic lineup of the card, uh, the event started with the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, again, we went over the returns and, and and the and the debuts and the guest appearances and stuff like that. Uh, Bailey ended up winning the uh, 2024 Women's Royal Rumble. Um, and I think that was the right choice. Uh this is her first time winning a Royal Rumble. Um I believe all the four horsewomen four horsewomen have now roar- won a Royal Rumble except Sasha. Um Charlotte has one, Becky has one, now Bailey. So Sasha is the only one yet to win a Royal Rumble. Um but basically, in essence, the Women's War Rumble was kind of lagged due to the botches. Um, I do think there were some spots there that could have been a little better. Uh, the layout of the match, uh, the crowd didn't help. Uh, but basically, it was fine. Uh, Bailey ended up winning that War Rumble. She would go on to choose the champion of her choosing uh, shortly. After that, we had the Fatal Four-way. Fatal four-way for the WWE Undis- uh, Undisputed Universal Championship: Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton versus AJ Styles versus LA Knight. Um, for the most part, it was fine. There's been better uh, Roman Reigns matches previously. Uh, there was nothing that really stuck out to me uh, too much, uh, except that the fact that Solo Sokoa made the save uh, Randy Orton. Pretty much had Roman pinned, uh, and Sola Sokoa made the save for for Roman Reigns in that match. Um, After that, we went into the Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens United States Championship match. Uh, That match was also just there. It was fine. It was um, nothing great. I just think it was good for what it was meant to be. Uh, and to get through, I think Logan Paul is actually uh, probably one of the most impressive people who have joined WWE and has been able to kind of uh, go through that phase of never ever being a professional wrestler to mixing it up with all these veterans and just look like he's a natural, just looks like he's someone who's been doing this all his life. I mean. To be honest, at this point, he's better than some wrestlers who have trained all their life to be a professional wrestler. So that's very um, telling um, for Logan Paul. The match ended in a, in a DQ disqualification because the ref uh, found out that Kevin Owens had used a used the brass knuckles for the match. Uh, but those brass knuckles were actually brought in by Logan Paul. The camera zoomed in uh, when they got to the uh, one, two, almost the three pin. Uh, ref noticed the brass knuckles on Kevin Owens' hand and immediately DQ'd the match. Um, and then after that, the main event was the Men's Royal Rumble. Now, the Men's Royal Rumble uh, was probably, to me, my most favorite part of this, uh, of this event. Uh, Braun Breaker, Drew McIntyre, to me, they had some of the best um, showings in in this um, Royal Rumble. I think uh, CM Punk also got a decent reception when he finally came out at 27. Um, I, I believe him, I would say Becky Lynch, and I would say probably the person that got the biggest reaction from the crowd at the 2024 Royal Rumble was Jade Cargo. I think a lot of people were really excited for her to finally see her, um, you know, to get going, to, to, to officially debut and get going. Um, she, again, she has a great following, a great look, and I just think she's going to be a uh, big star. So the men's Royal Rumble was fine. Uh, again, no Brock Lesnar. Um, and then basically it ended up with Cody Rhodes winning... The 20, 2024 Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes and CM Punk were the last two uh, competitors in the ring. Um, CM Punk said, I, I didn't wait 10 years because it has been 10 years. It was actually 10 years to the day um, on, January, on January 27th that CM Punk walked out of WWE. So it was them two at the end of the match. CM Punk basically said loud enough for the cameras to catch it. Um, You know, I didn't wait 10 years to lose to one of Dusty's kids. And at that point, you kind of knew what was coming next and Cody Rhodes eliminated it. Cody Rhodes did do a tribute to the elite. Not a lot of people caught that when he got onto the turnbuckle to celebrate his uh, World Rumble win fireworks going off. uh, He looked at the uh, WrestleMania 40 sign and he basically made the two sweet sign kissed it twice, and then made the goodbye, goodnight, Kenny Omega sign with the gun and shot at the WrestleMania logo. That was, in fact, a tribute to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, um, which I thought was very cool. So um, that was the event. They were, like I said, enough for everybody there, regardless of what you were a fan of. I think it... um, it did what it needed to do to basically to kick off the road to WrestleMania. Uh, there were some things there that I felt like they could just could have did different. Uh, the crowd, it's, it's always difficult when with wrestling um, because you feed off that crowd um, and you have a crowd like that Tampa crowd was. It's very hard to get going. And, um, you know, it's very hard to for the performers really to you know, feel that energy and really, like, push hard to get through these matches. When you have a crowd like that, that's kind of just flat. They're kind of just there. Um, it's hard to get going. So that's the show. Um, we have Raw coming up on Monday. Um, and we are officially on the road to WrestleMania. Sign up to the Slice Wrestling Redbook if you have not yet. Uh, We're going to have some big stories dropping this week and all moving forward. Uh, We're going to have another episode of Slice Wrestling Radio dropping for you on Tuesday just to give you updates on anything that may have happened on Raw. And we hope you enjoyed the show. So that's the end of the show. We hope to see you guys after some time and after a while.